0: Rabbi a good morning, a good erev Shabbos, kiddush erev Shabbos, kiddush parsha Shmois, Tov Pe Gimel. Erev Shabbos, of a new a new sefer that we're about to start, the sefer Shmois, which is described by the Ramban, the sefer Agolus the Hagula, the sefer of the beginning of the first exile, which is the template, as we fondly say, fondly say, or as we usually say for the Gullis and all the Golasin that we go in, and just as the Golasin that we go in are found in the Sefer mice, so also the Ga'ula that we find is also in Sefer mice. I'm sure as you can hear, I have a horse throat under the weather. Dr. Evanson and I have come down with some somewhat of a, uh, a flu. We don't want to say it's anything else these days. Um, but we're getting close to Shabbos, and we I do feel that I do want to share with the illum some Devere and some and I hope that my voice will carry as best as it can, and that everyone will be nenner from. This morning, I went early to a bris of a, a, a grandson of a Neriak of Talmud, born to a, a young couple, Dovi and Kayla Sefer, the son-in-law and daughter of our Talmud, Reb Adam Grosplat and his Reviton, Rabban, we want to wish the Mazel Tov it was a big simcha to be there. And uh, there should be simchas by Klal Yisrael. That's on the simcha front, simcha front, Baruch Hashem. We have to be very, very happy. We have to be very, very thankful. And it's a big bracha to be able to be <coughs> at a bris of a grandson of a Talmud that we feel very, very close to the families. And we want to give a bracha that this child should go up the the bring a lot of nachas to the mishpacha. This week, I do want to mention before we say anything on the parsha that there was a tremendous levaya of one of the great, great gedolim of our generation. And when I say these words, great, gedol, great gedolim, great of our generation, really doesn't really uh, fit the the book the way it should be because I wish I had known him a lot better. I'd heard about him, but the person was. Badani, the who was a Yemenite Jew he came from Yemen even though he himself was born in Eretz Yisrael his parents were both Yemenites from Teiman, and he grew up miraculously his family, his father was most that he should go into the local Beit Sefer which was a, a Torah Beit Sefer in Chadera then he went to the yeshiva in Chadera from there, he was influenced <coughs> by the great Novarduker, Agayn, Reb Galinsky, and he ended up going to Navarduk. There, he learned with Reb Shach. Reb Shach, was the, was the was the Rosh Shiva of Novarduk Yeshiva. That's also where the Steiper was for a while, and they were influenced, and he was influenced by the Derech Halimat of the Litvish Gadolin. And he was he was a Khavrusa already as a Bukhar with Roshach. That's what kind of balkisher he was. And eventually, <coughs> he became from the great Talmidim of Parat Yosef, the Svardeki Yeshiva from Rebbezra Taya's Eichatzanik because of He became a, a Rebbe in 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 in, the, in Parat Yosef Yeshiva. And then, because he himself was influenced by the Der Halimud of the Litvish yeshivas, they say he was, not his husband, they said he was a bucky in all of the Kielos Yaakov, which is a very, very Litvish's derek of learning. He opened up a yeshiva katana for the Sephardic boys in Katamon. For those of you who remember, when the yeshiva was located in Katamon, <coughs> close by was the Perat Yosef branch, which I think still continues until today. And he, together with Chacham Shalom Kohen, Zerch HaZadok they founded that yeshiva and he, he gave over shiurim like in the Litfish yeshivas he didn't he was really into the eun. and um, eventually he did everything The shem shemayim he was a tremendous onov he helped to start the shas party together with with Avad yosef and chacham shalom koin and he was a big onov, he was a very mesamech. I see the pictures in the paper you see how he treated every single child <coughs> with tremendous tremendous regard and everyone spoke about it. he did not, have, did not have an entourage, he really basically sit and learn, he would teach and he accepted everybody, he gave aces eventually he moved to Bnei Brak because they told him that in Bnei Brak, there are no makomis for the Sephardic Bachram even though he was a rich yeshiva, he had a job. He lived in Yerushalayim. He decided to move to Bnei Brach. And he opened up yeshivas and called them. And for years and years he learned and he taught Torah. Just two maizes, which I want to say over about him. We said over Reb Galinsky. Reb Galinsky was a Nevardika who was exiled to Siberia. <coughs> and that really was the reason why he was saved from the Holocaust. And Reb at one point, he was in Siberia, there was starvation, there was tremendous um, tremendous um, frost and cold, and 50 below zero, and just to eat, if you didn't eat, you would die, and he was able to get a plate of lakshon, a plate of lakshon, Rabbi, so that's what he had, that was his whole daily, that was what he had for that particular day, and there was another Jew there, wasn't such a yeshiva bacher, but he was a Jewish person, and he said, can you please share with me some food, I'm starving. And, and he quickly gave him half of the plate, and he gave that person nourishment, and they gave that person chizuk. And they continued, and eventually they both survived uh, Siberia, and they both ended up moving to Eretz Yisrael. I don't know if you're familiar, but there was a concept called the, the Yaldei Teiman. In the 50s, the Yemenites were coming to Eretz Yisrael. The Israeli state was bringing them, and the Israeli government at the time, they were very, very much secularists, and they tried to influence, the, especially the children of the Ahad Teman, to go to kibbutzim and moshavim. And Reb Galinsky was one of the people that went and tried to, to, to get the, the, the religious Jewish children to go to yeshivas, <coughs> but the government then was very anti-religious, and they didn't allow them. And he and other people, they snuck in one night into the Mabarot, into the camps, <clears throat> and they were caught by the Mapaynikim. And some of them used to be. They used to beat them, and they would send them out, and they would put them into jail, all kinds of things that were going on in those days. The Briskorov was involved. And when the head of the camp saw Rebianko Galinsky, quickly told all the people, Rebjanko, leave him alone. And he introduced himself, and he said, Rebjanko, you're the one that gave me the, half of the plate of lakshin in Siberia, and therefore I can't do anything to you. So Bianco says, "You're not going to get off that. You're not going to get off that sheep. You have to give me ten children, ten Yemenite children. I want you to give me. So I should be able to take them and bring them to Yeshivot. And that's what happened. He gave them ten children, and one of them was someone by the name of Shimon Badani. Shimon Badani was of Bianco Galinsky, who was a Navardiker. and it could very well be that was the the essence of why Shimon eventually became very, very enamored by the Navardiker Derech." And the derech of the Oilamah Yeshivas. I heard one other miser, that, say, Rabbi Moshe Maya, who's also a Sephardic Talmud of his today, one of the Gedolim of the of the Sephardic party, and the Sephardic Jews. He said that there was once in the base medrash, he would sit up at night, Rabbi Shimon, and he went to late at night. And he was learning the rush, and he had a cash on the rush, and he didn't have a teretz, And he decided he's not going to leave the base medrash until he comes up with the teretz, And he was learning and learning. Eventually fell asleep on the shtender. in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden, the rush came to him in Chalayim. And the rush himself, Rabbi said, this is a story of a person that lived in our generation. The rush revealed himself and gave him the terrets of the kasha. And Rib Shimon went and he wrote down the terrets. And when his Talmud saw him writing, it, writing this in the middle of the night, he said, what is he doing writing? And he told him the next morning, that the rush came to the rush gave him gave him the answer. Rabbi said, this is the type of person that we've lost. And I think it's important a lot of times, especially those that learn the Litvish yeshivas, and we're not necessarily aware of the godless, of the great Torah of Achenu Asvardim, And we see a person, a particular Yid, that he was one of the few people of the Sephardic background that was able to encompass both the Rachim, the Derech of the great uh, Derech of the Sephardic yeshivas of Parat Yosef, and the great Derech of the litvashi yeshivas so we want to say we should give cover to the Torah, we should remind ourselves of who this person was bimasker him, and we should learn from him, and I think the, said over the yeshiva yesterday, one thing we can learn from Rib Shimon was he was tremendous anov, and that's something that we can all learn, how to be anova and how to give over to our brothers the concept of being modest and caring about another person in the parasha we're always fond of saying, you know, it's such a big parasha Shemais, and it's so hard to really get everything out of the parasha. So we're just going to get little glimpses. But we always say over that the first pasuk says Yisrael, and the Balaturm, the famous Balaturim, says Rashi Tevis to the mitzvah of the limit of Shnayim Mikra Ve'echa The words, the the letters Shemais stand for Shnayim Mikra But this year I saw something very interesting. The Balaturim says the Lashen, the Roshet Tavis of Ve'elar Ve'adam Asher la'mid HaSeder, the person that learns the Seder, Sh'may Sh'may Mikvech and he says B'nei Yisrael, is B'kol No'im Yashir, Yisrael Yichye Shonim Rabbos Aruchos, the Aleph Aruchos Lo'olam. That's the way the um Balaturim says. Before we say an, another interpretation of this Pesach, just it's worthwhile all the Swarmakdash to bring down that in the word Shmeis B'nai Yisrael, Habayim the Seifi Tevis <coughs> are the letters that spell out Tehillim. The Tuf, the Yud, the Lamid, the Mem, and the He, Tehillim. Another way that we get through the Golos Rabbi Isai <coughs> and through the Sardis is through Tehillim. But the Rashi Tevis, uh, not the Seifi Tevis, they speak about the Mitzvah of Shneim Targum. I saw this year that. My great, you did rebellion, Baruch, Finkel, Zechot, Zadok, He says a very interesting He'ara. He says that this is what the Bala term says. But if you take a look, the Levush in Arachayim, Simon Reish Peihei, when he speaks to him at the mitzvah of Shai Mirkvechotargim, he has a little different way of taking a look in the Rashi Tevis. And he says, Ve'ela is Ve'chayiv Adam Likrasa person is obligated to read the parsha. That's the word of the ail. The Shmaisnaimikov And he doesn't say any further. The Balaturim, on the other hand, he has a little bit of different interpretations. He says, a little bit of a different interpretation. Is there any difference? Zakter veli Bar He was such a Givaldic that He says, the Balaturim, he only says that it's a mitzvah, that it's 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 an Indian. <coughs> He's going to get. He says that he goes according to the, his shita, because the tour who was the Baal haturim, <coughs> in our chaim says these words. A person should be careful. A person should be careful. He doesn't say Chaiv On the other hand, the lavush says, like the lashon mechaber, he says even though a person is going to hear the entire Torah. On Shabbos Zibor, but so the Mechaber says, and that's what the Levush is going, that there's a Chiv. It seems that there's a for Rishayim. Machleikis, is it just an in Indian? Or is it a Chiv? Now the truth is, is that he points out that the word Shmais we find in a few places in the Torah. So the Remes for Shnai Mirkemech could have been in other places. So first of all he says, why dafka over here does it say it? He says it could be Zaremez, because over here it's being Meramez, that even of the shmeis B'nai Yisro, which is Ruven Shimon and Levi Yehuda, they are just particular names. Perhaps you might have thought to say a name, which is something which is very, very apparent, doesn't need a beer, doesn't need an explanation. don't even need a Targum on it, it's just Ruven Shimon and Levi Yehuda. So you might have thought that you don't have to do it, Shemek Targum, on the letters, on the words, on the names of the, of the Shvatim. Comes along the Balaturim says no, that there's a Chiev, to be kairesh nay targum. Even over here, the Balaturim adds on the words the Rashi Tevis noim yasher yichya shonim rabbis aruchas which the Levush doesn't say. This is really a ram, What the Gemara says in brachos that anyone that's mashlam Parash yosef matzibor, he's myrich yomav Yosef. so he wants to be a that you're going to get long life. Rabbi say long life comes from Snaig Mikvachatargum. But the Beli Barak leads off by Akasha. He says that in Parshva Yigash, it already says the words of Yisrael. And over there it's speaking about the the names of the Shvatim, which is the shivim Nefesh. So over there it could have been Muramas, Shnai He holds tarachian. Why Dafka over here in the beginning of Sefer Shavis, Does he say it? So over here, I just want to add on my little piece, which I'm fond of saying, that it could be that the balatur is being meramused us, that the way we get through the Golos is through the shnayim Mikru Targum. We take the Torah with us. How do we get through the Tzarus of the Golos? How do we get through the Tzarus of the Shibut? The Chumash Rabbi Sai, the Chumashul. When we learn the Rashi, we learn the Targum, and we contemplate, what the Torah is telling it, and take the message of the Torah, that gives us the chizik, that gives us the strength, in order to be able to get to the Golas. And that's why Dafkovi here, in the beginning of Sefer HaShemais, which is the beginning of Geula, at the beginning of the Golas, we want to be Meramahs, to the Indian of Mikveh Rekuvech Targum. We're focusing a little bit just on the beginning of the parish. And there's so much to say, but the time is short, so we're just going to have to say whatever we can come up with. The Pasuk says in Pasuk Haye, how many of the were there? There was shivim Nefesh. And it says, mitzrayim. Yosef was in Mitzrayim. So Rashi points out, well, oh, we know Yosef was in Mitzrayim. Shivim. We know that he was part of the Seventy. What's it coming to teach us? We don't know that Yosef was in Mitzrayim. It's coming to teach us the righteousness of Yosef. It's coming to teach us the righteousness of Yosef. This is the same Yosef that he was the shepherd, who Yosef Shalayim Mitzrayim. He was the same Yosef as was in Mitzrayim and he was in the bar, and he was uh, attacked by Yeshus Potifar. He remained the same tzaddik, and he became a melech. Even though he was a melech, he was Omer B'Zidkai. That's why the passage says for Yosef Shalayim Mitzrayim. Over here, I always like to point out: every message in the Torah is really a message for generations. So for sure, we're learning over here that Yosef was a tzaddik, but what does that got to do with us? You know, I think that there's a song, a popular song, now: Yosef was a tzaddik, or every year is a tzaddik. I'm not so familiar with all the latest things, but I think I heard such a niggan like this, Yosef was a tzaddik, Rabbi Isai. What does that teach for us? What can we learn from over here? Revolvi the Mashkiach writes in his Pirush, that what is the Pirush? I'm going to get down to the, to the, to the brass tacks. What is a person who's truly a tzaddik? A person is a tzaddik who's oymid b'tzidkai. That's what Rashi is telling us. A lot of times we have people, that when they're young, they act a certain way when they get older. Unfortunately, they don't carry it with them. There's what's called the nesiyay achayim. But we find that by the tzaddikim, from the time they're young until the time that they're old, they're oymid Bitsitkai. He was in the house of potiphar without any of his brethren. He still remained a tzaddik. He was in the base HaMalchus. He still remained a tzaddik. And that tra- takes a tremendous amount of avoid of hard work. And a person can never know, and I think this is the message for all of us, where will I be later on in life? Sometimes a person is learning in the base Medrash. When he's younger, he's in the yeshiva, he's even in the kailo. He lives in a city with a lot of people surrounding him, and the environment plays a role that he acts a certain way. But what happens when he goes away on a vacation? What happens when he goes to the Bahamas? And unfortunately, he wants to try to stay, remain in a certain way, but he's influenced. And this is the message that the Torah is teaching us. The Torah is teaching us that how do we get through the Galas? Only through the hard work like Yosef. Yosef was Aymed b'tzitkai. He, st- he stood the task, as, we po- as the popular term is, when the tough gets going when the, going, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. That's the way a Ben Torah Amiti is. We learned from Yosef Sadiq, No matter where he was, in his father's house, in the house of Eishas Potifar, in the house of the Melech HaMitzrayim, he remained at Tzadik. Revolvi himself said <coughs> that he had to leave during World War II and he was in S- Switzerland and at that point, there were no Shemrit very few shomer Torah and was maybe a million of shomer Shabbos. There was no B'nai Torah. He had to be there for eight years. And he says how much, he doesn't even know how much he was Miskalkel, but he always kept himself. He used to learn Musr, and he taught, and he saved a lot of children, and eventually he was able to get married, and he was able to move to Eretz Yisrael, and he opened up the Beri the Ber- of Yeshiva. But this is, he said he carried with him the Degel of what he learnt in the mirror by Rabbi Yeruchim. And this is the, the, what the message is for all of us as we go through the Golas. A lot of times we think, oh, I'm living in a certain neighborhood, I'm living a certain lifestyle, everything's going to remain the same. person has to know that the void of a person is, no matter what the situation is, that the ani, the real person who I am, remains the same. I don't change because of the environment, the environment changes because of me. And this takes a lot of Avaida, Avadasam Musar. So that's another message that we want to learn out from this week's parsha: how we're supposed to get through the golas The last message we want to say is just for this week, this is what we have to do, shorten time, is the the we know the famous story that the Pyro decreed that Kol aben that every firstborn is going to be sent, the the boys are going to be sent into the Nile. I just saw an interesting vart that they bring down that the Targum Yadison says in the Pasuk Kol aben he says Kol brad l'yehudoi. every child is born to a Jewish person, but the truth is not, not what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk says he decreed even on the Goyim. Take a look at Rashi. It's what Rashi says. So what's the Targum saying? The Targum disagreeing with Rashi. So the Svarim HaKdashen they bring down, that no. The decree was that every single boy should be sent. But the Goyim, gay knew, that really, what were they saying? They were saying, "Eh, you don't got to worry about, the the government's not going to take you down. The main thing is the Jewish children. It was against the Jews. That's really what it was. The Pekide HaMalucha, (laughs) <laughs> they were macabre. and I think this is a message. As we get through the, we're going through the gospel. We are going go any further. We're living in a time where we see that there's a lot of chashech in America. You know, just a physical planet. The the, the snowstorms in the in, in 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 New York two weeks ago, in Buffalo, people that died. We we have to recognize these are all acts which Hakadosh Baruch Hu making happen. And this week, right now, the last week, there's been this tremendous marble of floods, (coughs) loss of life. People have died. Houses are destroyed. Major, major cities, major places of so-called beautiful, beautiful, the beautiful California uh, sea is now becoming a mess. And there's tremendous mudslides and people. People are just not able to look and to see what's happening. We realize how Hu is speaking. That's the Kheshghazagolis, that's the Khajich. And here in Eretz Yisrael, we have a new government. And all of a sudden the new government cited the platform is to change the justice <coughs> system. And the leftists are not happy with it. They're planning on having <coughs> major, major demonstrations. When I say major demonstrations, really unprecedented. And we have to recognize all of these things are part of the Chesh chesagolus. But Pateuch the Chesh are the lights of the Kohavim, of the Shemais of Bnei Yisrael. We are like the Kohavim. And what is a Kohav? Kochav is someone that's mayor. Who are two of these Kohavim? Two of these Kohavim were Shifra and Pua. <coughs> now we're always fond of saying over, the why is it that the Torah says their names were Shifra and Pua. It was heaven and Miriam. Wouldn't have been a lot nicer to describe them as being who they were. So Rashi already points out, he says, Shifra Shem Shafaris as a blood. Pua, that she does coups to the child. And we say, over from Ripshim Shem, shem at Zetzal, which a lot of those forms say, that the message is that the, the, the Gula came about because of the Jewish mothers who not only did they save the children from death, but they gave them all of the Ava, all of the motherhood, all of the love that a mother has for a child, they didn't just say, "Oh, I have to do to save the children." Not only saving the children, but to give that child what that child needs. A baby needs to feel that warmth. That baby feels it needs to have the a Vlad and the puas avlad. That's the sight of the gula, Rabbi Zai, to care about other people. And I, I hear I have to say over two stories. One is a story which we sent out, which has become a well-known a little clip, which was sent out by a woman from Cleveland, Ohio. It's an overture, fascinating story that last week the Mir Yeshiva Rosh Yeshivas came to the city of Cleveland. I heard this from my son-in-law and my daughter and my grandchildren. And they went and they had a Shabbos of the Mir. There was drushes and there was, and there was an Shabbos's and there were parlor meetings for the benefit of the mir yeshiva and there was a woman that sent out a little Tone, a little video that she's neighbors with a russian family and there's a russian woman and her son is learning in the mirror she herself is a balas tshuva it happens to be i think that they're neighbors of my own children that live there because my daughter told me a similar story and she wanted to go and meet one of the rosh yeshivas she wanted to go. Now, the, really, the truth is, the drushes were given for the men, but she went Friday night. She stayed in Ezra's nashim, and after davening, she went over to the Rosh Shiva, one of the Rebbeim, and she said, I just want to tell you that my son is learning the Mir Yeshiva, and I felt it was important that I should be connected, and I should be able to say, and to, and to thank you, and to ask you for a bracha. And I want to tell you one thing before you, anything. You should know that the, my son is the first child who's wearing tefillin throughout a uh, 150 years of our family the communists unfortunately had ransacked our family no one remained religious we became Shiva and now we have a son learning in the Shiva who wears tefillin every day and this rabbi from the mirror said an unbelievable thing he says you're asking me for a bracha I want to ask you for a bracha because unfortunately my son is not at this point putting on tefillin he's what's called off the D and I need a bracha for him so the woman that sent out this tone was just flabbergasted, but in his pilus of the greatness of 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 commitment, that a tremendous Talmud Chacham, who's no question he has many many Talmud and many many Sichusim, but for some reason there's a tzara in his house. Part of the Chesh is is that you can have on one hand a family of Talmidei Chachamim and there's a child that goes off to the Derech. There's a, a a family of Balay Tshuva and there's son is going on the derech and going up the derech And we have to know that in the midst of the Cheshches we have to look for the Kochavim. We have to look for the Shifra and Puas, the ones that they help help build the Batim. And the Pusik says, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I saw that the Miyaldos batim, and he created Batim. What are those Batim? The Batim of Kahuna and the Batim of Malchus. And who are they? Yocheved was the mother of Moshe Rabenu. What did Moshe Rabenu bring into the world? Moshe Kibbutz Sinai Mitzrayim Yeshua. He brings the Torah. Miriam is the is the grandmother of Bezalel. Bezalel builds the Mishkan. The most important thing about Sefer Shemais are the two lessons which are going to come about later on in Sefer Shmays parshas in Yisrael, and then the later the later parashas, the Mishkan, the building of the Mishkan. Kabbalah S'hatayra. Binyin HaMishkan, like the Ramban says, this brings us back to the Gula. And the Torah tells us, where did this all emanate from? It emanated from a simple act of kindness by two Jewish mothers of Shifra and Puas. And this is a lesson for all of us, Rabbi Zayim. In the midst of the Cheshka Agolus, we should take upon ourselves to be mechazik, to recognize, ah, our little mices can turn into big mices, and you know the last ma'aseh we'll just say over is the mice that shimshim brings down that the the, the wife of Reb Shlaima Hayman she used to go and she used to raise money for Yisaimis um, and and for poor girls that didn't have money for a and One time she came home. And Reb Shleimah was a great guy in the Rashid of Tervidah said to her, No, how did, how did it go? He said, Oh, I was successful in raising the money for this particular kala, for Achnas' kala. And Reb Shleim said, No, did you buy flowers for her? So the Rabbitson said, I was thinking about it, but I thought since the money's coming from people, I thought maybe that's a little bit of a, of a luxury. And I said, the, the, so She won't have flowers. So Reb Shleim said, If it was your daughter, would you have said such a thing? Would you have given up on the flowers? So she understood the hint and she quickly went out and she raised some money to get flowers because a kala needs flowers. Rabbi say, kala's need flowers and boys and girls and friends, everyone needs the chizuk. I want to give a bracha to everybody. We should be mechazik, this week's parsha, parashim is the beginning of the golus but brings us to the gula. We should be zayche, that by learning the shna and by saying tillim we'll get through all the Tzaras, we'll get through the Chesh Chas we'll be zorcha de Gula Shlema. B'mhera v'yameinu, wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos, and have a great, great week. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.